and welcome to the Peaceful Pastures podcast, finding peace in the pastures, spending 10 minutes each day with your shepherd. I am Pastor Daniel Lewig, and this podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministries of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. On day four, we explore His Word, Your Life. Since the 16th century, Lutherans have been asking, what does this mean? While there is so much depth and beauty to the words in their context and setting, God did not just give us a book about scriptural history. He gave us a book that guides, directs, and sustains our life. How can I apply what God is saying here in my life? This week we have listened to chapters 1 through 4 of Genesis. Let's explore how we can apply these chapters to our lives. As we do so, let us begin with prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. How do we deal with temptation? That's one of the biggest lessons that comes from the first few chapters of Genesis. How do we deal with temptation? The devil has two primary attacks. The first is to minimize, to treat something as if it's not that big a deal, or that God is holding out on you, that there's something better that you could be having, or to rationalize it and to try to make it seem as if it's not really a a, a sin at all. But once you cross that line, Once you eat that fruit, then the devil quickly switches into guilt, into a second attack. How could you do such a thing? How can God love someone who does something like this? The devil is so good at what he does. He minimizes and then attacks with guilt. This is exactly what the devil did to Adam and Eve. When he came to Adam and Eve, he said, he minimized it. He said that it wouldn't be that that big a deal. You will not surely die. In fact, you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. See, God is holding out on you. If you did this, you would know so much more. You could live life more fully. The Bible records the first part, his first attack. But how do you think the devil attacked Adam and Eve afterwards? How can God forgive you? How can God love you after what you've done? Look at the world around you. See the mess that you have made. Look at all the the hurt and, and destruction that you have brought not only into your life but in the life of others. How can God forgive that? It's not hard to see the devil's attack, is it? And not much has changed today. How are we attacked today? Well, the devil tries to minimize sin in our life. The Bible needs to get with the times. It's not really that that big a deal. This is the way everyone lives now. You could be living your life so much more fully. There's a better way to enjoy life today. The Bible is outdated. It, it, it doesn't apply in today's setting. 
minimizing sin, treating it as if it's not that big a deal. Not much has changed since the day of Adam and Eve. But then what does what does the devil do afterwards? After you've stepped over that line, after you've eaten of that fruit, how could God love you after what you've done? How could you do such a horrible thing? Minimize and guilt. The devil hasn't changed his tactics over the years. He has just perfected them. He's had more time to hone his craft. And he knows exactly what pressure points to attack. So how do we deal with temptation today? Number one, we understand how we are attacked. So we know what to look for. So we can see the signs. The second one is to never underestimate the destruction of sin. When we are tempted to do something against God's word, when we are feeling that attack of minimizing, of minimizing sin, let us not underestimate the destruction of sin, how quickly sin unravels and spirals downward and creates a much larger mess than we ever anticipated. Let us not underestimate the wedge that sin drives our trust between us and God. Yes, sin looks pleasing to the eye. And our arrogance makes us believe that we know more than God, that it's not that big a deal. But as God reminded Cain, if you don't rule over it, it will rule over you. So when we look at sin we are reminded never to underestimate its destruction. And finally, what we need to do in the face of sin is to ask God for strength. What's the one thing that Scripture doesn't record Adam and Eve doing after having an interaction with the serpent? They don't go to God. They don't go to him and ask questions or ask for strength or go to him at all. If we're feeling the weight of temptation on our shoulders, the best thing we can do is to pray. Go to God and ask for strength. That he promises to give. But if we've crossed that line, if we've eaten that fruit, when sin happens, don't hide. That's what Adam and Eve did, right? As soon as they realized what they had done, when God came to walk with Adam in the cool of the day, they hid. They hid from God's presence. So often that's what we do as well. When we've crossed that line, when we've eaten that fruit, we're ashamed. We're fearful. We are riddled with guilt and afraid of punishment. We know what God says in in his word. We know what we're not supposed to do. So when we do it, who's the last person our sinful nature wants us to turn to? To God. So the person that we need the most is the one we run from. When sin happens, 
don't hide. Seek his presence. Yes, never underestimate the destruction of sin, but never underestimate the depths of God's love. As Adam and Eve stood in God's presence, fully aware of what they have done and what they deserve, what is it that God does? He immediately promises a Savior, someone who would take away all of their sins, someone who would reverse the course of death and turn it to life. Adam and Eve found forgiveness in the promise of the Savior, so also you and I, no matter what sin we have committed, no matter how much the devil tries to riddle us with guilt and make us believe that we cannot possibly be forgiven for what we've done, when we see sin's destruction in our life, making a mess of everything, God is there to tell us, you are forgiven. Through the seed of the woman, through the promised Messiah, through Jesus who came and died on a cross for you and me, who took all of our sins and put them squarely on his shoulders. Yes, forgiveness is ours. There is nothing in Satan's toolbox that he can use to change the outcome that we have through Jesus. So when you are dealing with temptation or when you're dealing with the guilt of what you've done, there's only one answer to what you should do in either situation. Run to your Savior. Go to your God and ask him for strength and forgiveness. He has defeated the devil and he will lift you up in his arms and draw you closer to him. So when sin looks appealing, when it's crouching at your door, go to God. When sin makes a mess of your life, when guilt overwhelms you, go to the seed of the woman who has crushed the serpent's head. This wraps up today's podcast. We invite you to join in next time and take the opportunity to share our podcast with someone in your life who could use some peace in the pastures. You can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at Christ Countryside Wells, W-E-L-S, at yahoo.com. Our podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministry of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Music used with permission from Koine, part of their soundtrack to Oh That the Lord Would Guide My Ways. You can find their music on iTunes and many other online musical stores. Scripture used in this podcast is from the Evangelical Heritage Version, used with permission from the Wartburg Project. This is Pastor Daniel Lewig wishing you God's richest blessings on your day.